Hey, what's up? Wait, it's Sunday. Can I say that? Yeah. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> because we give a shit about some days. We're not Christian people here. Hey, we're football people here. Go Sunday balls. is a... Right. Good old Go Rocky Top. Oh, fuck oh, Jesus. Can we just talk about... Alabama lost. Alabama lost. That was the worst okay. thing that could have happened. Hey, hey. We can have our moment. We can have our moment. Just because your team sucks... Hey, my team... 100% of the time. My Man. team played a hell of a game this weekend, so that is not value. Value? Value? Value. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, no, wait. <laughs> what am I thinking about? Shit. <laughs> valid. Valid. <laughs> a true Bama fan would say how hard Texas played and deserved Texas A&M played and deserved to win that game. They did play. Nobody's denying that. But it was the, a hell of a game. It was. But the deal that everybody is making out of it is what's stupid to me. Oh, I'm not making a big deal. No. I'm just happy that they lost. They everybody, but everybody's acting like Alabama's never gone undefeated. Like it's oh oh, oh it's just been some time. It, it's hard to beat Alabama apparently. It it's extremely hard to beat Alabama. Yeah. Alabama's got an, a very good team. And they have had a very uh, good team for years. Anyways, back on track. Okay. Yeah, this is a foot. This is not a football podcast. We should make one of those. Guys. We probably could have a good football yeah. podcast. I think we could. We could just watch a game and press record. Oh, God. Oh, no, some it's a game, depending on who they're playing. Oh, well, it would be cussing. bad. It would be very bad. It would be, yeah. <laughs> need, we need to start a football podcast. Josh, Hampton sign up. Hampton things okay. during football. What, what, we'll oh, think of how we're going to call wait it. Wait a minute. Time out. Welcome to the Turn the Buckle podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> kind of, Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Lady Hampton. Daughter Hampton. Werewolves are in and the back. And our werewolves are in the background. Yeah. We're outside today, guys, on the deck. Feels way too good not to be out here. Great. Honestly, no dinner in a podcast. No, no dinner in a podcast, and we are recording on Sunday, so we're not going to have raw results like, I don't news. Think, I don't think they're going to be that heartbroken about it. Uh, well, hang on, raw results. It's going to suck. Uh, so last night raw happened, and apparently King of the Ring qualifying matches sucked. Uh, Queen's Crown qualifying matches sucked. Uh, Rowan's not on Raw. Who's on Raw that we can say sucks? Karen not Biggie. Not Biggie's good. Yeah, the whole Biggie thing and Drew McIntyre deal. I like that. So, uh, Karrion Cross looks like a bad sex worker. <laughs> and yeah, that's our Raw uh, review from Raw last night that we couldn't have watched because it's actually tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to be inconvenient work. So, kiss my ass. Shit, the Chargers just had a touchdown. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, we are recording on a Sunday today. Uh, Will is not going to be locked in a sex dungeon, but he's going to be locked in a uh, Walmart gas station. No, you're not in the gas station no. anymore. What are you doing now? See I'm on the front end. He's going to be on the front end getting it in the back end at the Walmart. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wishing he was getting it in the back end at Walmart. Well, someone won't give it up. So, was anybody that you work with that... You want mine, or are they all kind of janky looking? Oh, I know yeah. it's over my head. I was just saying. Hey, um, anyway, so, back to wrestling. Okay, back to wrestling. Oh, you're trying to get us back on track. I yes. thought you were going to say something about wrestling. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what about Tonight, wrestling? Tonight, we are doing the top five emotional moments. 
We may cry as we're talking about them. That's a good possibility. I actually have seven. Okay. I a little bit of an overachiever. Well, one, nobody is really going to give a shit about except the people at this table. Oh, yep. I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. <laughs> because it's not that. Because I couldn't. I didn't put that on my list because it's still way too... Soon. It's still way too new. I mean, even yeah. though we did the Drew tribute, that's what I know. think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not Drew. Okay. Uh, that could have been one through five on my list. That's still... But like I just said, it still doesn't seem real. No. no. Like we were saying last week. Nope. And uh, speaking of last week, we did kind of get a little rambly there towards the end. So apologies to everyone out there for all the random rambling on that was done. We tend to get rambly sometimes, though. Yes. When we get... It's yeah. easy to do if there's more than just y'all. Yeah, we got, I wasn't wanting to tell anybody to be quiet or stop talking or wrap anything up because it's like we've said before, uh, we were about to end a podcast one night and we got off on a 20 minute rant on <laughs> mental, uh, your mental health. Yep. So that's one of those, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell anybody not to talk or not to say anything because it's like Will said, if it's something that we're saying, it's probably because somebody needs to hear it at that mm-hmm. time. That's true. So there's my there's my rent for the day. So uh, let's kick it off. You want to go first, Lady Hampton? I, but this is just the opening. This and <laughs> he well, gets fuck. excited. You know he gets I know, excited. He gets a little overexcited. I mean, we got to go through the news and the reviews and everything before we get to our top list. So you just calm down, oh, Joshua. <laughs> So, guys, we will be right back. I actually have, I've not changed the commercial, but I have a good idea for it that I'll go over with y'all later. So, uh, we'll be right back. (laughs) And we are back. My goodness. Oh. Uh, We gotta really talk about news. Uh, Fucking, I hate WWE. Well, at least. Okay. Smackdown was short. Well, not only that, but we don't have to talk about Raw because it's happening tomorrow. But by the time this podcast comes out, it will have happened yesterday or two days ago or whenever you fucking listen to this. It was, you know, before. But we're recording on Sunday, like we said in the open, and like I'm sure we'll say again later on because we do. We uh, <laughs> have to do that. We repeat ourselves. Only because we know y'all fuckers don't pay attention. If y'all got short attention spans like us, we know y'all ain't paying attention. To what? Huh? Squirrel? Where? <laughs> it was a raccoon. Scurry. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make a short five-episode uh, uh, cartoon about scurry. Oh, what are you, what are you shut the fuck up about scurry the raccoon. I just want to scurry the raccoon stuffed animal. Well, you're the king of the claw machine. Go find a, a claw machine that's got a raccoon and win the damn thing. I have a raccoon in my house. Bring it over. It can be you the- have a stuffed raccoon? I have a stuffed raccoon. That's right. It's going to be scurry. Wait, how big is it? Can you think? Can it fit in like a baby shirt? If so, we'll get Jennifer to make a damn scurry iron on. We'll iron that motherfucker on and we'll, put, we'll have a scurry the raccoon fucking 
You don't think I'll pose with that motherfucker all the goddamn time? That thing, that like, something yeah, will be post- in my car with me all the time. I will post that shit on Facebook, on Twitter. <laughs> I will have my goddamn scurry. I'll bring you with me next Tuesday. Yes. Good. <laughs> all right, but like Josh kind of said, you know, do we really have to go over the news? I mean, it's all. It's like I said in the open. Raw, even though we're not going to be able to review it because it hasn't happened at the time of recording, you know it's going to be shit. It's going to be... I mean, they don't have the new draft picks over there yet because that's not happening until after Crown Jewel, so... Why didn't you fucking wait till after Crown Jewel to do the draft when you can actually make plans on what to do with these people? So, Drew and Big E is all you really have to look forward to. This King of the Ring, Queen's Crown shit's stupid. Well, we'll talk about how they fucked that up here in a second with SmackDown. Uh, I mean, the women, they totally fucked up. Both people who should have won lost. Uh, Well, we're not going to talk about Raw anyway. Let's go ahead and talk about SmackDown. Uh, King of the Ring qualifying matches were uh, Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn gets the win after... He throws Mysterio into Dominic. Well, he took the turnbuckle off, turnbuckle pad. Dominic gets up trying to put it back on. That's when the throw happens. Well, no, because Mysterio started arguing with Dominic about it. Right. What are you doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, for the the fact that he said he wanted uh, Ray and Dominic... Ray said he wanted Dominic to earn the mask, not take it from him. They're not leaning towards that in this storyline. Looks like it's going to be Ray versus Dominic. But that's what it that needs is what to they're, be. That is how they're leaning towards it, and he's going to have to earn it. He's going to earn it by beating Ray. He's going to be called Prince Mysterio. I like that. No, it's still going to be a Ray Mysterio, or he may be El Hijo de Mysterio, or, you know. Cause, I mean, because, I we all, we all know that Ray's time in the ring is getting on. shorter. Yeah. Yeah. But Sami Zayn winning the match, I really like. Yeah. Uh, I like Sami. Hopefully, he can parlay this into something. I doubt he's going to because oh, I could, of... I would love for him to win the whole tournament and have, like, a king conspiracy. How many, how many people do you want to win this tournament? Because that's the second person you're like, I would love to see them win. He doesn't know. I can book... Because I like fucking WWE. I can book fucking how these people can win and what they can do with the damn gimmick afterwards. But that's the thing. You're that's like, the other one I said. The only way him having a king's con- this a conspiracy theory about it was to be if he lost. Actually, no. I I kind of like where he's going with this. Sorry, you said that. Then my booker hat just went, ooh. <laughs> and Xavier Woods is the other one you said you wanted. Yes, Xavier. So you think Xavier and Sami Zayn should win. But no. Uh, he goes through. He's the paranoid king. Everybody's out to get him. I just thought about what they're fucking going to do. Shit. What are they going to do? Will has his Booker hat on now. Kofi versus Woods. In the semifinals? Mm-hmm. Because they're, the, they're on the same side of the bracket. Is there a Raw side and a SmackDown side? Yeah, I think I think it's just mixed up with both from both brands. I don't know. Yeah, Paranoid King, that's where I was going to. But yeah, do the Paranoid King thing. Everybody has to get him, so he hires... Hires bodyguards. And he hires somebody to royal, watch out for him. His royal servants. 
Yeah. His his court gestures. That's what they're, they're big gestures. Yeah, let me see that right there. Kofi Gender Xavier Ricochet. I mean, really? Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be Kofi against Xavier in the semifinals, and Zayn against. I would love for it to be Woods and Balor in the finals. Woods Balor in the finals would be great, but God, could you imagine Balor Ricochet? I'm talking about wrestling each other, not what you're imagining. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, as for this Queen's... Sandwiches are a thing, I'm just saying. Okay, I see Shayna Baszler winning the whole Queen's crown thing. I could see that. Because she is already going by the Queen of Spades. Which, she is definitely not. Just saying. Uh... Okay, but Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn. Sami wins that one. Uh, Finn Balor and Cesaro. Uh, we did not see SmackDown. For that matter, we didn't see Rampage either. But uh, Balor and Cesaro, I can already tell you, that was probably an amazing fucking match. Oh, yeah. Balor does win. Those two guys are both great. I wish they would do more with Cesaro. I would have liked to have seen Cesaro win the whole thing. Looking at the eight guys in here, I would have liked to have seen a Cesaro Ricochet final or a Cesaro Xavier final. Uh, but yeah, Finn Balor and Sami Zayn are going to go in the, uh, the semifinals of this one. Uh, that'll be really good, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. Really I can good. see them Can't doing some more that. good stuff. Uh, go ahead and talk about the. Queen's Crown stuff that's up there now, William. So, I'm stuck on this. So, the two qualifying matches that they had, Tony Storm versus Zelina, Carmella versus Liv. Liv Liv and Mella's been overdone already. Mm -hmm. They just had a match at the pay-per-view, which was, what, a week and a half ago? Right. That Liv one. But you have Zelina and Mella on the same side of things with Sasha here lately, unless that's been fucked up done whatever so you're gonna have those two facing each other yeah you got two heels facing each other the stuff they're doing is not making sense and it's really not gonna make sense because like i said if you look at the bat the bracket on the other side it's dewdrop and natalia they're gonna have dewdrop win that one because dana brooks Shayna baszler is the other match Shayna just beat dana easy and Dewdrop made the save, so you know they're going to have Shayna and Dewdrop. Unless they just throw a fucking swerve that nobody <clears throat> sees coming okay. because... I would love for Dana to be in. She is in it. But I mean... Win it. Win a match. Because I hate the way that they've done her. She is fucking great and can be better. Think of the long list of people you could say that with, though. Men and women. But, I mean, it, it pisses me off because everybody says Vince only wants the fucking blondes and this and that. Dana Brooke has been shit on the whole time she's been in WWE. Yeah. <clears throat> the best thing she had going was her and Mandy as a tag team. And Mandy's not even blonde anymore. No, but still fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's number 
she's in third place of her group. Third place. Number one's Peyton Royce. Don't let her hear her. No, of her, uh, her group. Of her group. Oh. I mean, PK is going to be number one in that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's number two. Look, JC. Uh, I'd have to put PK over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it, I got it. It's just something. It's just only because I got to hang out with PK that one night at, at <laughs> Empire <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> we hung out with her at Clint's wedding. She did. Uh, she did Nakai's makeup. Cool as shit. Oh, she's super cool. Oh yeah. So that funny was funny as hell hearing about the. Uh, you know, she was on the. Gypsy life or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's funny as hell hearing some of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> but then, really, that was it. Okay, like, but both Queen's Crown matches lasted what four minutes to combine? No, not even that. It was less than four minutes. That's what. Yeah, you watched Wrestle Talk. Yeah. Did you watch Wrestle Talk yesterday? Yeah. Both women's matches were like combined was sixteen seconds shorter than Roman Reigns' entrance. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you building this up as historic and... But the thing is, they do stupid shit. That's why his entrance was so long. From the time his entrance music started till they stopped it when he was in the ring. It was like almost four minutes, but it was, you know, like 16 some odd seconds longer than the women. But that's not because of his entrance. That's because they start it, then they do this recap, and then they do this, and then they do something else. And then they go to, an, like, what, another commercial? Then they come back and he's still in the ring and the music going. I mean... WWE, they're a fucking multi-million dollar company that's supposed to know what the fuck they're doing. <clears throat> they got no fucking clue. But why would you start somebody's music, let them start walking to the ring, then cut backstage to do two promos, a fucking video, then go to the ring to do another video, and then stop? You know what I mean? I mean, it makes no sense The, the... I agree. It's just, I feel like I missed something. It's fucking ridiculous. Which show? Smackdown. Smackdown? I want to say it was Reigns. He did... He did something. He didn't have a match. It was a promo... With Paul. Oh, he made Paul choose his alignment or whatever. It was Yeah, it was the promo with Paul at the end. Okay, that's not important to me. I mean, most of the promos... Most of WWE's promos aren't relevant because... It's like uh, Russell Talk was talking about the promos before the matches. The Queen's Crown matches. Let me see the paper real quick. Uh, yeah, the on the Zelina-Tony match. Zelina was talking about when she wins, she's going to be like Cleopatra and Alexander the Great. And she's going to be doing all this. And then Tony's like, I'm And they're win. like, nobody talks like that. Yeah, and Tony was talking about how she's going to rule like uh She's going to be Jett. like Madonna, Joan Jett, yeah. and Bruce Springsteen because she's all about uh, uh, 80s rock. She likes Her character now, she likes 80s rock music. That's not what she's like. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I guess Vince sees rock and roll. He's like, oh, you like the Cindy Lauper there, do ya? <laughs> you? Yeah, you know, we had her at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it's like that's all the fuck he knows when it comes to stuff like that. Hey, I guarantee Vince has is completely outdated with anything pop culture unless somebody tells him about it, like Bad Bunny. Hey, let's get Bad Bunny. Sure, whatever. Uh, what's the contract signing brawl you wrote down right here? Oh, Becky and uh, Bianca. Becky, Bianca, and Sasha. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Made no that sense was at the start of the show. Yeah, wasn't this it? made no sense either. Bianca's inside the ring. Becky's outside with the table, sitting up on the. Yeah, it like starts the show like that. Why would Why would Becky be on a table at the ramp? Bianca in the ring, and then chairs in the ring, and I don't. And then Sasha's standing on the announce table. It's two heels with a baby in the middle, so you know, as one looked away, the other was going to come in. Made the baby face look stupid. Yeah, I mean, why not stand there and back up where you can see both of them while you're doing your talking and talking your smack? I mean... I mean, it ended with Bianca putting both of them through a table, but... Yeah, she did a couple... uh, Yeah, but... You can't fix everything with one good thing. Yeah. As stupid as they made Bianca look right there, yeah, she was able to get the better of them and everything... And she was able to hit the... KOD. KOD, thank you. I was thinking Q something, but yeah, the KOD. She hits that on one through the other one on the table. You know, that's all well and good, and it looked good, and it was a great way to end the segment. But everything they did leading up to that was shit, and it was stupid, and it made her look like an idiot. You can't make your baby face look like an idiot, because if you make your baby face look like an idiot... When she does get to your hand, it's like, it makes no sense. It's, it's pointless at that point. Well, it's like when you're putting a wrestling match together. Or if you're going into a wrestling match. If you're the heel and you're talking all this shit. Josh, I'm wrestling you, right? Yep. You're a midget. You're small. You can't do shit. You're a horrible wrestler. And I'm going to have the easiest time beating you. Right? Right. We wrestle. You beat me. I just gave you a million reasons why. You're small, you're shit, you're nothing. I can beat you with one hand tied behind my back. You beat me. So if he's that bad and he can get beat with somebody with their hand tied behind his back, he just beat me. So what does that make me? That makes me below him and shit, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, that's what WWE does constantly with their baby faces. I mean, they don't come out. The only one that actually does that is Roman. Roman comes out there and says, there's nobody here that can beat me. Nobody can take my place. I'm the greatest. I'm this, I'm that, I'm whatever. And whenever he's wrestling somebody, he's basically doing that. You're horrible. You suck. You have no reason. There's no way you can match up to me. But you go through and you make your baby faces look like idiots by doing the stuff that they just did with Bianca. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, well, if she's that stupid, why do I want to cheer for her? Why do I want to put my... My money into this. Yeah, why do I want to invest in somebody who's not smart enough to realize as soon as you turn your back and look at one, the other one's going to come and get you? Kids can figure that out. Well, not only that, but then you go through and then you do it the other way around. Like, with what happened on uh, Raw with Dana and... uh, Shayna. Shayna. Shayna just completely beat her ass. I mean, just completely dominated her. So, why Which in the hell? Sucks. Are they? Why in the hell are you going to throw your support behind the person that just got their ass kicked that bad? Why are you going to be like, oh well, I know she got beat, but I think she can do okay. She can do it this time. It's, it's going to be fine. It's easy for me. I hate Shayna. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> logically, yeah. Why, the normal why? fan out there, like you said, logically, which WWE doesn't fucking do very well. Logically, why would she be in the match in the King of the Ring tournament to begin with when she just lost last Queen's week? Crown. Oh, yeah, Queen's Crown. Queen of the Ring. 
Queen That's of what the fuck it is. It's the Queen of the Ring. Fuck it. But I mean, yeah, why would you why would you put your heart and soul into somebody? I mean, it's like but you go back Vince constantly shits on the fans. We're yeah, all stupid. We don't understand what's going on. We can't see behind the curtain. Blah, blah, blah. Like, we're not dumb. No, but he thinks we are. Want to screw? <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, yes, in the 80s. You would go through and you had those type of squash matches. Mm -hmm. Nobody liked the squash matches. Everybody would always see the squash matches and know, okay, this guy's just going to get his ass kicked. So they wouldn't invest in the match. If you saw the Brooklyn Brawler go out to the ring, you know he's going to lose. Yeah. So, I mean, you couldn't invest in whatever he was going to do because you knew he wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. It gets like that when certain people come out. Yeah. Like, it was like that for the longest time when Jinder Mahal would come out. Then all of a sudden he is the WWE champion. All of a sudden, yeah, he beats Randy Orton. And I was 100% behind that. I'm like, okay, shit, they're trying to do something new. Fuck yeah. But then they killed it just as soon and made it stupid. I mean, it went from he got a lucky win to... He's dominating these guys. He should have no reason to dominate. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times did he beat Nakamura and AJ? Multiple times. I like gender. I'm not going to say I don't because, like I said, I was happy when he won the title. I was happy when he beat Orton. I'm like, fuck yeah. But then all this stuff happened. And then, you know, you go through. What else we got? Uh... Edge and Rollins going to be in Hell in a Cell at Crown Jewel. Great. That should be good Maybe this will finally end their feud. Yeah, this will be the blow-off. should be. But they're both going to Raw, so you know they're going to keep it going on Raw for the new people who haven't seen what they did on SmackDown. And the big highlight, next week, Daddy DeVille gets back in the ring. That's going to be fucking awesome. All right, Naomi and Sonya... And that was one of the most nonchalant, like, okay, fine. You have a match next week. You have a match. <laughs> Against me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I said it like that. I'm like, okay. And that's really SmackDown. Yeah, that was pretty much all of SmackDown. Yeah. The one highlight of the show uh, was Deville. Was Sonya Deville. Yeah. And she is fucking... God, she is fucking gorgeous. God damn. Almost makes me wish I was a woman. <laughs> right, dude. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then... Uh, Dynamite. We'll go on... We'll go on to Dynamite. Let's go to some real wrestling. Uh, starting off, we got... Uh, the Elite against Jurassic Express, Christian, and Brian Danielson. Hopefully this is... I'm starting to get a little tired of this, honestly. Break him off a little bit. I what? am, but I'm not. I mean, okay, the multi-man tag matches, yes. If we can break them up and have these singles matches with all these people, I'm fine with that. Well, I mean, they're sprinkling that in, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the way they got the way the elite got the advantage by hitting the indie taker on Christian on the outside. Yeah, sell the concussion. That was great. Uh, that was amazing. And then as soon as they done it, Matt stepping up, doing the fake pouty face, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, Kenny, of course, going ten notches past that with his shit that he does. Like, the elite, yeah, everybody hates them. They're assholes. But my God, they're perfection. Yes. And then, uh... The one, the one botch they had on that, uh, supposed to be like oh, the teaming power bomb. Power bomb like he deal. just like, yeah, I guess they couldn't get uh, Luchasaurus up enough, or he went. Too they far. got him over. I think the timing was just off. Uh, it looked like there were some dropping before the other. When you're trying to get four guys to go on something like that, yeah, you know, well, five with Luchasaurus too. Mm-hmm. But you know there's going to be shit mess up. You know there's going to be timing issues. Okay. Uh, At least it didn't look back. It's like he like landed kind of soft. So it looked like it yeah, was- he landed soft. He wasn't didn't land dangerously. Yeah. So that- I mean that was good. Uh, but you could tell it wasn't the full impact. And uh, I liked it because the crowd gave him hell, but they didn't. You fucked up. You know they didn't give him that. I mean they knew. Am I the only one that realized how different the crowd at AEW is versus crowds that like yeah because oh, they, yeah they don't fucking insult our children so they're giving them a chance to like if that was WWE yeah you fucked up but because we know we're get- well it's like uh, revival and American Alpha when they were doing their angle revival went to do some kind of a power bomb something with one coming off the top while the other was given the power bomb I remember that and timing was off on that and as soon as that happened crowd you fucked up you fucked up but with this one mm-hmm. another power bomb thing the timing was a little off but there was none of that you fucked up shit I mean it was I mean timing's hard yeah for certain things absolutely. well that's the, what I what I brought up with last week with the Penelope and yeah you know that. the half step off yeah, that they the, were yeah like it, it's not bad, but it's just a little it's notice, enough, it's noticeable exactly en- enough to be. And when you, when you're in a match and you're relying on certain spots to sprinkle in throughout a match, if you get like a half a sip off, that's gonna fuck up your time. And then okay, now we gotta figure out how we gotta get back on track. But it's not even yeah, that's one case, but with one particular move, uh, Jerry Anderson, I tagged with him for fucking ever. Uh, we tagged for a long time. And uh, we went to a show, and we were going to do a uh, flapjack X-Factor combo. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jerry goes, gives him a flapjack, and I mistimed the jump to hit the X-Factor. Looked like shit. I mean, looked like total shit. And it was the first time we had ever went to that show. And we did that. Like I said, time I was off looked like shit. I'm like, fuck. And it wasn't a bad thing. It was... I've learned from wrestling as long as I have now. If you're going to do something like that, you've got to be jumping as they're jumping. You can't try to get your jump in as they're coming down, which is what I did. So that's why, that's where my timing was off. But, uh, yeah, anything that's just like a half a click with the timing being off. What are you writing? Impact for this. Oh. 
Yeah, that's another future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Elite gets the win after... Well, they finally they pinned Jungle Boy in this one. Yeah, the four-man... The four-man trigger. Yeah. trigger. And then... Hell of a match next. Sammy Guevara and Bobby Fish. That was a great match. Uh, Bobby Fish is all elite. He signed. Fish is all elite. His next match is going to be just as good as his first match, if not better. Oh, God. Uh, Danielson and Fish now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... God, that's going to be fucking good. Uh, this is just a good showing for uh, Guevara in his first title defense. Well, it was a good showing for Fish on his first... Yeah. His first night there, he goes in, he gets over his shit, you know, that his strikes are good, that he can do, yep. he can do shit. And then, you know, to let Guevara have the, get the big uh, win. Uh, Quit looking at me in that tone of voice. Well, you're, we're sitting here I trying to, to go over stuff and you're doing your shit. I, I mean, come ahead, on. I have to think about it ahead of time because you know I'm last minute. I know. <laughs> uh, and mind. then moving on next match. Sorry, you guys. We came inside, or we started recording outside. We got most of it done. Then we came inside because we got fucking mosquitoes like hell. So all that background noise you're hearing is our washing machine. Because we're being adults, we're trying to wash. So yeah, we got to adult while we're doing this. If Will, if Will didn't have to adult on Tuesday, you wouldn't be hearing that because we would be going along. But Will got some adulting to do on Tuesday. Yay. Uh, move on. Nick Camaroto and Darby Allen. I fucking love Nick Camaroto. He looks fucking amazing, man. He's no butcher. <laughs> We're going to have to do a segment where Jason just talks about the butcher because he has such a man crush on him. I do, and I don't know why. He's just, just such a good fucking dude. A good God. Whenever I was, you know, I would see him when I was doing the Twitter page. Whenever I'd see him do his shit, and he would post. I mean, he's just so, he was so grateful for everything, so humble, you know, thanking every. Okay. It's gonna be a five, back to Nick Camarota. It's going to be a five-minute five segment, Blushing with the Butcher. Back to, back to Camarota and Allen. Yeah. Anyway, look on. Looks great. Match was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was through a lot of an ad break, though. It was picture yeah, in mo- picture. Yeah, most of the match was in picture in picture. I absolutely so, I mean, love go, picture in picture. I know picture in picture. On I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, I thought one. Would Can't you be- make the commercial little? <laughs> what? So, the funny thing about him saying how he loves picture in picture, this is the thing we do when we're watching wrestling. WWE will go to picture in picture. And we talk about how shit it is and how it sucks. But when AEW does it, we're like, man, I'm glad they do picture in picture. And we get this. So great. I guess it's because WWE, you don't want to watch the matches and you're like, I'm ready for a commercial to, to like lens my eyes for a minute. Ooh, somebody's got a new sandwich out. Okay, cool. That one, they they never have time to finish the whole commercial. <laughs> the Tom Brady when they... <laughs> what do you mean I'm out of time? I'm Tom Brady. <laughs> no, the one where he's doing the commercial and he's like, so bread's so fresh I can almost smell it. He's like, but you can't eat it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, most of that match was in the picture-in-picture... Picture, uh, 
I'm guessing I don't even remember. Yeah, Darby won with like I think two or three coffin drops. I was about to say I know it was a coffin drop finish, which but... I think was good because if he would have just won one coffin drop, I wouldn't have been as believable because Nick is a big beefy motherfucker. Darby's smaller. So, to get over, yeah, he'll need more than one coffin drop. And Darby throws all kinds of every precaution to the wind and says, fuck it, I'm killing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker does not give a fuck about himself. How do you think he's going to feel about your ass? Okay, and then, my favorite... Oh, God, yes. My favorite segment throughout this whole thing was the next match. Yes. I, the match was good. Mm-hmm. The story they told and how they did it. Uh, it was the Serena Deeb and uh, Hikaru Shida. If Shida wins, she gets 50. Yeah, she, Shida's going for her 50th win. So they go out there. Jungle Boy gets his 50th win. They give him the little plaque, you know, the little trophy deal. They had Shida's trophy out at, at ringside. ringside. And they're making the big deal about it. And they're talking about... Oh, this is what we're doing. This is how, you know, oh, she's going to win. You know, when she gets her 50th win, we're going to give her this nice trophy. And that's what the whole match was about. About Sheeta, how she's going to get her win. And then I told Josh, I said, what if they let Deeb win? I said, what if Serena wins? I was like, I hope they do. I think that's what they're going to do. And then have have her break the trophy. But no, my thing is just how well they worked. Oh, yeah, Serena did. She goes yeah. for the chair to do the running knee thing, and then Serena just yanks the Serena chair moves and moves the chair. It. Yeah. And Sheeta's just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, for Deeb to get the win and the way that she won, it was it was good. But the, the whole trophy. Yeah, the shit with the trophy afterwards where she broke it over Sheeta's head, I loved it. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. That's exactly what they needed. Yeah. And it tells the story like just because we have this set up and playing doesn't mean it's always going to happen. Well, I'm going to because you didn't write one thing down that they did on the show that I'm going to talk about right now. TBS title. Oh, yeah. They debuted the TBS title. There's going to be a tournament for it. They've already announced the first four, or is it, it may be the only four participants. Oh. Uh, Jade. Uh, Jade Cargill, Sky Blue, Ruby, and shit, who was a fourth? Statlander? I don't know. No, it wasn't Statlander. It was another one of the... Was it Red Velvet? No, it wasn't Red Velvet. I'll tell you who I think she won the whole thing. Tay Conti. Tay Conti for TBS champion. Well, I know they did the first match on Rampage. That's why I was looking to see, but that's the two two of them I already named. Okay, we'll figure out who the fourth one is later. Uh, but yeah, the fact, the TBS title is beautiful. Oh, it's so true. It was nice, and then you get in... Ruby, Thunder, Jaden, oh, Scott. Thunder. It was Thunder Rosa. I'm surprised Thunder's in there. I figured she's going to be going up to pay... I figured she'd be taking the top off the of Brit by the Revolution. Uh, several other female competitors expressing interest with Big Swole, Tay Conti, Anna J, Nyla Rose, and Brandy Rhodes. Fuck. Yeah, but those were the first four that they actually showed. Yeah. That's that why. That was about it. I think right. the tournament's going to start sometime over the next two months with the finals being on the premiere show in It'll January. St- it starts next month. Okay, and then the ladder match main event. Uh, oh, yeah. For, it's uh, fucking the- awesome. World yes. title, no more container shot. Uh, 
So you go through, you have your six that you knew were going to be in the match. Uh, Pac, Orange, Cassidy, they started the match out. Then they sent Andrade out. Uh, then Matt Hardy. Then uh, Archer. Then Moxley. They're all going at it. Uh, the way they sent everybody out, I liked. You had Pac and Andrade, or Pac and Cassidy, Cassidy start. They had their shit in the past. Uh, they worked really great, fucking great together. Uh, they're going through doing their stuff. Then you have Andrade come out. So you got the Andrade-Pac deal. Then you had Hardy come out. So while Andrade and Pac are going at it, you got Cassidy, Orange Cassidy and, and Orange. Cassidy and Orange? Cassidy and Orange. <laughs> Cassidy and Hardy going at it right there. Uh, then Archer comes out and just starts fucking destroying everybody. Then because that's how he is. Then Moxley comes out. You got Moxley and Archer going at it. Uh, then it comes time for the Joker. Who I caught from the start. Yeah, I, I still don't like it. I still don't like it. I had Hangman come back as the Joker. Uh, huge fucking pop. Yeah, it was a huge pop. And you had Hangman and Mox fighting on top of the ladder to end it. Uh, Mox knocked off. Hangman gets the win. Pulls down the big-ass poker chip. Uh, I'm cashing this in. <laughs> I I still don't like it. I feel like this is the best. I, I don't think they can get more mileage out of this without it, people. So I think it was too soon. I still, uh, yeah, maybe. But I feel like anything further, I think he's gonna lose the, the storyline's gonna lose momentum. See, that's the thing though. They had so much momentum. I don't see it being able to lose momentum that quick. Uh, they could have drawn it out more. Like I said, you know. He could have stayed gone for a little while longer. I mean, he was he was gone for the birth, uh, his wife giving birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have let him have a little more time off, and they could have debuted somebody and let them get the win. Uh, let let Moxley or not Moxley, but Omega and somebody else have a big match to where Omega can win and just build him up that much more, and then come back later, like. Let Hangman come back, and he fights his way back to the top. And he does all the stuff on his own. And then, you know, then he builds up. Because right there, you know, he pulls down the poker chip. He's going to go. He'll probably beat Omega in the next match they have. Omega could still have to worry. Omega's like, yeah, you might have won this poker chip. But but there's still, still the off chance that even if he cashes in the poker chip that Omega goes over... And just knocks Hangman back down again. Yeah, but then that's doing what Josh said and trying to add mileage onto an angle that shouldn't be added onto. I mean, nine times out of ten, when the babyface loses the match, that's it. So right here, you got the babyface losing, and then he goes away, but then he comes right back, wins the big match, so he can go right back to get knocked down again. I feel like they could still do it when he wins, but he still has to overcome these things. Hey, man, Omega's going to put it in front of him like, all right, you want this? All right, you can cash your thing, but this is what you're going to do. First, you're going to fight Matt. He Did can't you? do that. I mean, they, they, could, they could pull that off. I mean, yeah, he's got the title shot. They couldn't because it's like a – the poker chip's like their money in the bank thing. He can cash it in anytime he wants to. I mean, it's not it's not like MJF giving the laborers Jericho. Right. I mean, this is an automatic title shot that he can have at any time when he wants it. He could say he wants it 
Wednesday. He can say he wants it Friday. Uh, or no, they're not doing it Wednesday. They're doing it Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So, hell, what? have a big match for the Saturday. Get your fans in there. Wait till... Friday, first match. Uh, no, nah, wait till... Is it this Friday SmackDown's doing the big SmackDown thing? Yep. Okay. First match. There's your opening match for Rampage. You do Omega and Hangman. 30 minutes. I mean, that's the best way to take... I like that Tony definitely called out Vince. Just... Oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> that's Awesome. I love fucking Tony. He ain't afraid. He ain't afraid. And people's like, oh, you're running your mouth. Uh, yeah, if that's my fucking company, I'll be pulling it up too. I yeah. haven't faith in my people. Yeah. Of I would, yeah, he's got 100% reason to run his mouth on that one. But also on Wednesday, you had Punk call out Garcia. Oh, and yeah, for Rampage, that was good. Well, that's... We'll go ahead and go on to Rampage from that. You had, did have Punk come out, cut his promo about Garcia, and that's how they opened Rampage this that past week. That match was great. We have not seen it yet. We're going to have to go and on-demand it. Yeah. So is uh, Rampage going to be where he wears the tights all the time and then Wednesdays <laughs> and pay-per-views where he wears the trunks? I think Rampage is going to be the CM Punk show. Yeah. I mean, you had it back in the day. Rock was on Raw. But SmackDown was But show. he did, everything he did was on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He would cut a promo on Raw, but he'd kick somebody's ass on SmackDown. I mean, yeah, SmackDown was named after one of his catchphrases. I mean, so... It's kind of like the same thing. You got you got Rampage's punk show, and I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have Garcia and Punk. Uh, from what I heard, it was a hell of a match. You have 2.0 try to interfere. Judgy ass. Hmm? Him. What? <laughs> he sent me a fucking text like, God damn it, Garcia's fine as fuck. I was like, I knew you would say that. He's like, judgy much? Well, Garcia is pretty. I don't know if I've ever actually seen his face. But, uh, the Garcia 2.0 thing, I love the, I love the dynamic between the three of them. Yeah, the story told in that match where Garcia pretty much worked on Punk's leg the whole time, so he d- couldn't go up to do the GTS, so he didn't win with the GTS. Oh, oh wow. wow. Punk, giving props to Garcia. Oh, see? That's fucking great. (laughs) And that's what Punk is there for. He's there to work with the young guys to help help get them over and help do things for them. And that's not him. That's not him. That's him. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's a good looking dude. So what does he do? He goes old school. He wins with the Anaconda Vice. Which I fucking love. I used to use that move. That's fucking great speed. Fucking great hold. I'll go side effects with it already hooked and land in it. You're in all your side effects. Hmm. He's wishing that was him. Oh, good God. <laughs> okay, put your phone away so we can finish talking about this. A couple more uh, I really wanted to see what that said, but I have to go on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, goes over with the Anaconda device. Uh, I love it. I love the. I love that move. God, I love that move. Uh. Then you go the uh, tag team match, tag titles on the line, Lucha Brothers and the Acclaimed. Uh, I really like the Acclaimed. I like the Acclaimed. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't have tried to fit four matches into an hour so they could have gave them time. Yeah, four matches, usually three, three matches, and that's good. Yeah, Rampage needs to be two or three matches. Yeah, 20 minutes apiece. Yeah. Well, I mean... 15. 
your quote typical indie match nine times out of ten eight to ten minutes mm-hmm. that's I know that was time limit for most matches I'd be like go out there eight to ten minutes but that's when you're putting on eight matches a night you know seven eight matches eight minutes well I mean the only match I would say was a squash match but that one yeah, yeah we'll talk about that in a minute that's I mean they're trying to get But, uh, no, Lucha Brothers and the Acclaimed, uh, everything sounded like it was great. Acclaimed is amazing. Max coming to the ring rapping like he does. I love the gimmick. Love the way everything happens. What is it, honey? (laughs) Hi. Hi. We're almost done. We're on the last show. That's what we're going over. Yes. Good. Because I'm going to get hangry. We're, we're all getting hangry. Did, did I about have... punched Josh in the face a second ago. That's the thing that happens really? on a day basis. Does this look like a banana in a tuxedo to you? <laughs> no. no. We'll talk about that later. I said it looks like swaddled plankton. It's like a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you wanted to punch me in the face. Were you doodling again? Yes. 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 Uh, the acclaimed is great. I love the. I love them too as a tag team. They're great they're over uh oh i know what we didn't talk about on dynamite i'll get back to it in a second oh i know what you're talking about too yep we forgot it Dar- did I mean- dante martin oh yeah oh we got two things we gotta talk about then what uh the beat down oh the beat down yeah the darby beat down fuck i did forget that okay let's go back to that real quick okay uh, <laughs> darby, darby in the back going to leave gets attacked by masked people Men. in masks by the masked man from WWE 2017. It's retribution. <laughs> no, it's some motherfuckers who was trying to help Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, everybody knew who it was. It's yes. a pinnacle in ski mask. Uh, but it was fucking great. You know MJF's going to be like, that was, that's not me. I'm too pretty to hide my face. I wouldn't wear a fucking ski mask. Yeah, you have Wardlow's big ass in there. Like, everybody knows that motherfucker. Everybody knows an F10. I will tell you right now, when he turns baby, that's going to be a huge fucking problem. And I cannot wait to hear him talk. Have you heard him talk on BTE? I'm a first got like a velvety voice. Smooth as fuck. I'm sorry. I mean, it's got a... Mm. <laughs> motherfucker's got a nice voice. I'm sorry. I got a man crush on Butcher. He got a man crush on Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> I love some Wardlow. But yeah, the beat down, you hit, you got Wardlow hit the F10 on those guardrails, which luckily he missed the legs. Oh God, that was so close. That would have been bad. That fucking, like, I I cringed so fucking bad. Well, he could have landed on the legs door and be like, I'll be back. I'll be back next week. <laughs> well, did you see, uh, uh, the, there was something, I don't remember what it was I was watching, uh, Darby at a match at Evolve, I think it was, or like a casket match or something, got hit with a fucking shovel. Oh, God. Oh. And it, like, fucked up a nerve in his arm because of how he done it. Like, the corner hit, like, in just the right spot, and he had to go to the fucking hospital about that shit. Shit. But, uh, yeah, the beat down on Darby, you know it was MJF and mm-hmm. them. Uh, but MJF's going to come out. It wasn't me. I wouldn't hide my face. I didn't have a mask on. What are you talking about? And the other thing, Dante Martin, they're talking about how impressive he's been, you know. So he gets on the mic, starts cutting a promo. 
challenges. Anybody in the back? Talking about how he can hang with Kenny Omega, how he's hung with the elite, and how all this stuff. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's, you know, that's a good cue for CM Punk to, music to hit. And you're like, okay, kid, let's see what you got. But uh, to my surprise, the lights go out, come back on. It's Aleister Black, and Dante's doing the whole, oh, shit, I done fucked up now. Look, you know, I mean, just the head and everything. And then he gets misted, he gets, you know, popped with the black mass. Is that the House of Black accepts. Lights go back out, comes back on. Martin's gone. I mean, they show him later. He had just rolled out of the ring, but, I mean, it was just a cool effect. I, Aleister goes up, jumps on the ropes. He's like, the House of Black accepts, like Josh just said. I really hope they turn that into like a, a faction. The way he talks like it, because it seems like they're leading up to that. Well, the the reason Punk didn't come out is because he's got Sadell. Really, it's him and Matt. I think Friday, either when Saturday. No, I think Friday. Oh, this Friday. Okay. I think Rampage. That's not a no. That's not a young kid for him to work. Come on. But he was running his mouth with Leah Rush and them, and. It was Leo and Dante and him, and he says, they were talking about something. He says, you know what? I could be out there with Punk and do just as good of a match as anybody else. Oh, so it makes sense. And then Tony Khan made the match. Like, as soon as he shut his mouth, well, that match just made official. (laughs) 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 Okay, Tony. (laughs) But yeah, after the the Dante Martin deal on uh, Dynamite, Leo Rush came on, and I guess that's where the whole deal with them on Rampage happened. Well, they were all three together when this was said, so it may have been on Rampage, actually. No, because that's what I'm saying. It might have happened on Rampage, because when yeah. everything happened on Dynamite, Leo Rush come on in like a backstage segment where he's like, hey, Dante, you know, get with me. So that's probably where they set everything up for Rampage, because like I said, we didn't see Rampage. Uh but going back to Rampage, we already talked about Garcia Punk, the tag match. Uh, then you get the women's match. Was this the first round of the tournament, or is that? Did they know, or was it I, just a match? I think it was just a match. I don't think they announced. They anything. never said anything about the tournament. I mean, like they're in the tournament, but I don't think they ever actually said that this was the. Yeah, I think it's going to start next month. Okay, well, uh, women's match. It was Sky Blue and Jade Cargill. Uh, Jade, of course, over I in a like quick both match. Of the women, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Sky Blue could be the heart of the women's division. I had never seen her till the women's casino battle royal. The like beforehand stuff mm-hmm. where she was just so happy to get the shot, yeah. and be in it. Uh, yeah, she got a lot of potential. That's one thing I love about AEW is you know they give people the shot that they don't think they're gonna get. Uh, she was just there doing a couple of you know yeah. enhancement deals, trying to get out there, getting her name out, doing a bunch of dark, and then they're like, Tony comes out. Hey, we got about a royal. You want to be in here? She's like, oh my God. <laughs> That's my horrible women's impression. Oh my God. But she. She's like, she. <laughs> so you have Jade, who's like, you know, I'm this bad bitch. Whatever. But you have Sky Blue, who is this little spunky, like. Yeah. You know, I'm she. Happy go lucky. Yeah, yeah. She has the heart of a fighter. Yep. Of a fighter. But she, like. I could see Sky Blue and Julia Hart being a thing. I would love for that. Julia I could see that. I like Julia Hart. 
I really like Julius. Speaking of varsity blondes, Pillman cut off his fucking mullet. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that means Griff's going to get a haircut and they're going to turn heel. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. he posted, he's not posted anything on like his Instagram or anything, but he posted on something and said, yep, it's gone. <laughs> MJF fucked him up too bad. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that match was just to get Jade over again. I mean, it's quick. Strong. It was big. Like I said, they didn't have a lot of time to do stuff just because of trying to squash four matches into an hour plus commercials and everything. I mean, an hour worth of TV time is really like 40-something minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least they give, they give us picture-in-picture picture where we can see what happens. Yeah, because picture-in-picture picture is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a running joke that we do every fucking show. But that match was and then great, too. Ricky Starks, Brian Cage. Uh, street fight. Philly street street fight, fight for the FTW title. Which, so the nine-year-old, I had to explain to him what FTW was. Oh, see, that's when that's when you should have called old, uh, Uncle Jason over here. and <laughs> God, the, the original, the way he did the FTW title when he... And they wouldn't give him a shot. He's like, you know what? Fuck your world title. <laughs> and the original orange strap, the dirty orange strap. I mean, oh my God. But his mom was like, stop teaching him shit like this. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, like I said, I want to go back and watch this show so I can see the Garcia and, and the Ricky Starks match. And yeah. the Starks match. We'll have to watch that. It was your basic, you know, weapons match. There's nothing pretty about it. It's just... Okay, I like that shit. I, I know, but... I mean, Cage gets over a little bit. Here comes Hobbs. Here comes Hook. Sick. So you were happy. The was you wearing gray sweatpants? No. So happy, but not Helicopter. That happy. <laughs> so Woo! Like, the usual, you know, bad guy... Blase Which, blase. that's another thing. I got to, I was explaining the whole good guy, bad guy thing with Colby. <laughs> he's like, so... I'm like, because we were talking about the punk match. He's like, well, I think the that one guy's going to win. I said, nah. I said, so see what's going to happen. Punk's going to get his ass beat. I said, but Punk's going to come out and win. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it works. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Ricky Starks, with the help of Team Taz, gets the win over Brian Cage. And, uh... I want him to... hope that's done with them, too. I want to see Ricky do a little bit more. I want to see him lift up that FTW title. I know it's not going to be ever made official, which is fine. It's It shouldn't be made official. No, exactly. That's the thing. It should be the underground. It should be the... I just want to beat your ass and take that from you and, you know, shit like that because, I mean... I want to see him if they have a... Because that's only been like the second or... Fourth or fifth FGW championship match. I want to see more matches. I mean, it's staying around the Team Taz thing, which is fine. I mean, it it should, honestly. Yeah. Like, you could have Hobbs take it next or something. No, it shouldn't be Hobbs take it next. It should be... You know, somebody should take it, but then... It's Team Taz's guys that are going to fight for it. It shouldn't be like Cody shouldn't take it off of Ricky Starks and then somebody else try to go get it from Cody. Right. It should be a whole Team Taz thing, and that's you know what. I just want to see Hook fucking wrestle. 
No, it's coming. It's coming. For multiple reasons. Did you say fucking wrestle or fuck and wrestle? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> well, with that being said, that was our review. Did y'all see Saturday Night Live? I'm not gonna fucking lie. Kim Kardashian was fucking fantastic as the host. <laughs> okay, and on that note, uh, that's been our review. I was gonna say something about Hook and saying wanting to see him wrestle also, just because his daddy was fucking great, and hopefully he learned something. Because you get some of those whose daddies were great and they're not. Yeah, I can think of a couple. Cody Hall. Did you say Scott Putsky? <laughs> You say Eric Watts? Eric Watts is great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was our review. No real news, or unless you're going to say something about that that you told me not to say. Osprey calling out all the fucking champions. Oh, 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 I would love to see. I mean, hell, there's no forbidden door anymore. It's like open door policy at AEW. Yeah, if you want to show up, you know, just come, come on. on. That's what I fucking love about it. Osprey Omega, Osprey Danielson. That's why I said he could take Punk, Omega, Daniels, and all of them. I'd love to see some of that shit happen. God damn, yeah. Fucking all-out revolution. Just some of the matches he could have in there. I'm, I'd like to see Osprey and Pop go at it. I'd like to see Osprey and Punk and Osprey. Osprey's a badass. Osprey's oh, good. He's very good. Like, if he ever signed with AEW... And I'd like to see fucking B. Priestley come back, too. Yeah. I mean, somebody else for the women's division. But, like, if Osprey signed with AEW, I would pray to the whatever above that fucking Ricochet leaves WWE and comes over. Oh, they, oh God. He should. I'm going to tell you right now. Three people in WWE that should come over. Ricochet, Gable, Cesaro. Oh, Yes. Claudio Castanoli back. The three of them should make their way over to AEW. That's my opinion. We'll do a top five list who should leave WWE for AEW and a top five who should leave AEW for WWE. Yeah, that is one of our things, actually, that we've got written down. We need to do that. Yep. Uh, that's not going to be next week, though. We done talked about what we're going to do next week, but you don't know yet because we <laughs> haven't talked about it yet on the podcast. We've already talked about it. So, uh, <laughs> on that note, we'll be right back, and uh, we'll have our top five emotional moments in pro wrestling. All right, guys, we are back and ready to go over our top five emotional moments from our time watching wrestling. Uh, Is it bad that I was really lazy and didn't write emotional? I just wrote emo. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Sometimes we can all be a little emo. I was about to say, our top emo moments in wrestling. <laughs> Josh, I hear your son yelling at his um, tablet from Lord. the porch. Wow. That's not surprising. Not at all. Guys, I saw it. What are you talking about? So, Guys, Red is the, red is the imposter. Baby. Oh. Shall I start? I, I was just about to say, who's going to start? Ladies first. Ladies first. I'm the I only lady at this table. Well, um, you're the only. Shut up. Stab you too. We all get stabbed. I was. I ain't scared to stab nobody. 
I don't ever put mine in order like y'all do, so I'm just gonna. Kinda it's go. okay. His isn't in order, and mine, like I said, I had trouble putting mine in order. All right. Well, I'm gonna start with. Just start. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, Daniel Bryan went in WrestleMania. Yes. Yes. WrestleMania 30. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I mean, huge Daniel Bryan fan. I also could have put his semi-retirement on here because. Emily cried herself to sleep that night. Yeah, she did. Um, So that was super emotional. And then I'm sure this is on everyone's page. I know it's on yours. We already discussed it. Yeah. But Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. Yes. Sorry, I love you. What? Is he dead or retired? Speak up. Is he He's, dead or no. retired? Is who retired. dead or retired? Both of them. No, they're both they're still alive. They can't okay. kill Flair. They tried. Right? A couple times. Plane crash and all. Um. Next time, just shut up. Um. Edge's retirement. Yep. Yeah. That was me. That would have been. That's how I was when Daniel Bryan retired. That's how I was when Edge retired. Yeah. Um, Owen Hart Memorial. Yes. Oh God. That was still to this day the highest rated RAW, I believe. Still yeah. to this day, the Mark Henry uh, poem, poem he uh, read on there. Yeah. Oh my Ugh. God. Telling why it hurts when you cry. And <laughs> Mm, I can't. Yeah. I can't watch that. I can't watch that poem. Oh, I just thought of another one. I think I've only watched that episode. I've only rewatched that episode like once. What? You come here. Sorry, guys. We're raw. This is us. Kids hollering. Yeah, this we is. Answer. This is parenting one hundred and one right here. Um, but real quickly, um, so I don't ramble on. Oh, I did put Drew on my top five. Um. Because even though it was a year ago this month, it's still just, it doesn't seem real. I no, don't it doesn't. I don't care what anybody says. I, I know we talk about him a lot, but I don't, and some of the listeners know how much he meant to us, but yeah. I don't think they truly, truly know, like, what a friend our, we lost. Yeah, he no. I know some do, like, if Ben and, and John, I know John listens, like, John knows how close we were to him, and, um, but... Some of the listeners do know how close. But it's like I said a million times, Drew Drew himself didn't realize what he meant to people. No, no. No, there's no way. Because we meant just as much to him. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what the thing is. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was a huge emotional moment for all of us here recently. And um, we just miss him a lot. Still emotional for us. The podcast isn't the same. No, that's the thing. It's really not. I think we're doing good, and, you know, we're moving forward. We we were off for a long, long, long time, but... Um, We'd still be gone if it wasn't for you. Because you're the one that gave me the kick in the ass and, like, hey, you need to get this going again. You need to start. You need to... Well, because I know how much you guys enjoy it. I mean, it's... And she knows how much we need it. And don't get me wrong. I enjoy being on here, but I can't tell you what it's like to be in the bedroom watching or crafting or doing whatever I'm doing and hearing you guys chuckle in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, 
I often wonder what the fuck are they talking about, <laughs> but then I'm like, I know all these fuckers. I know what they're talking about. So the the bad thing is, like when Ben was still over here and was able to do it with us and everything. There would be times uh, he and I could just look at each other and know what the other one was thinking, and we'd just start like... <laughs> well, he's going to try to come over for Halloween, so maybe we should record that night just to have oh, him on one. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and hopefully Rocky and them will be here, too, and we could just do like a big... Halloween episode. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm sorry. Last year. But yes, Drew is my top one. Um, we love you, Drew. We miss you so absolutely. much. Definitely. Is that all of yours, honey? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay, yeah, I forgot about you saying the Edge retirement. I think is the one I forgot. How could you forget me? And she also said she thought of another one, but she didn't give yeah, her honorable yeah, What else did you the, think of? Um, the, um, I think it was either the Hall of Fame, the um, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it Hall of Fame? Well, well, he's, he, went on, he went into the Hall of Fame, then he came out the next night on Raw and gave this big interview talking about, you know warrior forever and everything yeah. Take your last breath. and then like the very next morning he had a massive heart attack and died yeah so um, it's like almost him foretelling his death yeah like he knew it was gonna like he, happen yeah yeah like he had to get this last thing out all right i'll go next so same thing number five edge's retirement of course we're all emotional of course, I got a little on my list because now he's back, so we can be happy about that. Well, but yeah, that moment we was all crying because he was still young, still young, still had a lot to do. Okay. Number four, I'm sorry, I love you. Yeah. Always gonna be emotional. Yeah. The match, the psychology, the storytelling—it was just played out perfectly. The ending. But, I mean, yeah. the ending. The angle, the way yeah. they did the whole angle. If Ric Flair loses another match, then that's. Yeah. You know, that's it for him. And and he's was, going through and him telling Sean, yeah, hey, yeah. I want your best. I don't want, I want Mr. WrestleMania. I don't want, you know, my friend. I want. And that but, last moment he's getting up, he's like, come on, give it to me. Just the look on Sean's face. The look on Flair's face because he knew, you know, he knew it was it. hey, people know <laughs> who's going to win the matches when they go into them. I don't know if people out there know that. <laughs> But the look, because he knew the match was winding up. He knew it was over, so he turns around, and as he's standing up, he's crying. He's like, come on, I'm ready. And then Sean in the corner. Man, that. Then number three, uh, Eddie Guerrero's death. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in middle school. (laughs) I was in band class, or music class. And me and my group of friends were, uh, were all Pretty wrestling sure fans. And I go into my classroom, like, did you hear about Eddie? I was like, no, what happened? They're like, Eddie idea. died last night. I was like, what? And that's all we talked about all day when in school. So it was, it was a great mind missed. He yeah. overcome all those demons. And then, you know, you know, you can still overcome those demons. And sometimes your body just can't recover from it. Well, when you do stuff for so long, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's, you know, drugs, alcohol, drugs, alcohol overeating, over exerting yourself. Like, I mean, to see, I mean, this one isn't even a drug or alcohol. This is just, you know, doing this, doing wrestling day in, day out and the extreme stuff. Yeah, just seeing Terry Funk getting up and trying to get out of bed of a morning, you know, yes. like on the, uh, on the ma- beyond the mat. And that was, you know, 20, 25, 30 years ago. So, I mean, you got to think how bad it is now. Yeah, and even Mick Foley. 
he can get you a lot better on a lot better now because of his surgeries but yeah all right my next one i guarantee anybody's gonna have this on here jake roberts hall of fame induction for the simple fact that this could have been another horrible wrestling tragedy jake had all this horrible drug and alcohol addiction and after watching the dark side of the ring documentary about his family i can absolutely see why he had to go down he went down the route the story of his father raping molesting them uh raping and pimping women out on the road when he was wrestling and not just women young girls young girls that he would pick up on the side of the road yes and and then people in the locker were making jokes about it and, you know him getting in the wrestling business to just pretty much spite his father yep. And then, you know, he got clean if it wasn't for DDP. Like, I remember that show that they showed where he was gored out of his mind at that one indie show. Out of shape. So oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Like, he literally, like, had, like, a case of little mini vodka bottles right beside him. And he goes out in the ring and gives a... Just, a uh, horrible, horrible. And he gets with DDP. DDP gives him that second chance. He does the DDP yoga. You had the Jake the Snake Resurrection on Netflix. That Oh, my God, that was so incredible. And then when he takes the stage at the Hall of Fame induction, one of the first things he says was, I'm so happy. He got his life back. He was given a second chance. He got his family back together. And, and now he's uh, helping out the newer generation, you know, being on AEW like he is and doing everything he's doing there. And, of course, you know, he's had some health issues. He hasn't been there in a while. But still, we might not have got that if it wasn't for DDP. Every, a lot of people have got places because of Yeah. Exactly. Well, Scott Hall, the way he set up Scott Hall and everything. Yeah. Scott Hall was on a bad road. And, uh... Like, they let him get in the ring stumbling over Drunker in Hill. And... Well, there was that one... There was one show that Woody put on that, uh... He booked Scott's son, Cody... Uh, what is it? Cody? Cody Hall, yeah. Cody Hall. Uh, Woody booked him, and, uh... I went down there just to hang out... I went down there just to hang out with everybody, and uh, whenever they walked in, you know, you could tell uh, Scott was there. Yeah. And you could tell he was clean, sober, and everything. You know, he's just walking up to everybody, you know, doing the, making the rounds in the locker room. You know, he didn't have to do that, but, you know, he walked up, shaking hands, like, hey, my name's Scott, nice to meet you. And I'm just like, I know who the fuck you are. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then, of course, number one, which I think is going to be the top of everybody's list, WrestleMania 20 at the end. Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, both his champions, hugging it out. Confetti coming down. That's not the top of my list. I was wondering if you were going to have Chris Benoit on your list anyway. Oh, yeah. I almost did. Two of the greatest wrestlers, technical wrestlers of all time, that never was seen as top guys in a big company like WWE have their moment on Vince McMahon's biggest show at the end of the night. You well, can't write they, a better picture than that. Uh, Sullivan put the belt on Benoit and WCW just despite it. I mean, yeah. knowing he didn't want it, knowing he wanted to leave. He's like, here, you want to leave? You're the champion. You can't fucking go nowhere. But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's definitely a... Uh, Good list right there, Joshua. Well, thank you, sir. William. Okay, since Josh stole three of mine, <laughs> we'll go through those real quick. Guerrero's death, <clears throat> Edge's retirement, Michaels and Flair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are the three biggest emotional so those moments are gonna be on our of my childhood. Yeah, yeah that's going to be our... 
Yeah, that's definitely going to be on the official top five list. Oh, yeah. So then, just because it was one of the biggest storylines I remember from, like, well, rewatching because I didn't remember a lot of it from then. Right. But Savage and Elizabeth reuniting. Oh, gosh, yes. At Mania 7. Nice. There was never, like, the storytelling for that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Savage loses his retirement match or whatever, and then mm-hmm. Sherry's kicking him while he's down. There comes Elizabeth for the save. And then the one that I put on here, personal reasons, I guess, Chris Canyon suicide. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Watching the Dark Side of the Ring episode, you know, think about being in his shoes. Homosexual wrestling business. Oh, I just thought of a topic. You can't. Homosexual wrestlers? (laughs) (laughs) What? First thing that came to mind. (laughs) (laughs) He just said I thought of a topic when he said that. He talked about someone dying. I thought about uh, like a deaths, like impacted. Most but um, but the fact that you know. He, he he wanted to be the first openly gay wrestler. And they wouldn't let him. And then Vince took that from him. Well, Vince took that from him and then came and tried to give it to someone else who wasn't even gay. Yeah. And the whole Billy and Chuck thing they did, you know, why not let Canyon? Yeah. Canyon could have done that. Canyon was a hell of a fucking worker. He's one of my... He's one of my... I wouldn't. I wouldn't don't know if he'd be top five best I've ever watched, but he's definitely top ten. He was fucking amazing. But his whole career, everything that he he changed into, he morphed himself. He, it was all great. Well, and then you go back and you see some of the stuff he did. I mean, I go through and hell, I was doing you know Death Valley Driver and the the fucking. Uh, why can I not think? Why can I not think? Flatliner. You know, that was his shit. And, yeah. You know, I go through and I watch and I see him do it. And I'm like, that's why I liked it so much. Because I was such a, such a fucking canyon mark in everything he did. I mean, from the... I love the Jersey Triad shit they did in WCW. Him, DDP, and Bigelow. But, like, the whole, the whole story behind him made me wish there was a company like AEW back then. Yes. Yes. A lot of lives could have been saved. Spared. Prolonged. Well, not even that, but he could have felt accepted and wanted. Exactly. And, you know, I mean... He could have been himself. Right. I mean... Like, I get wrestling as characters that you portray. But when you can't be yourself, even in the locker room with the people you're supposed to be friends with and people you hang out with all the time, like... Enjoy your life that you. fucks you up. It does. Yeah. Yes. Well, so you talk about the dark side of the ring. I haven't watched it. I mean, I've seen since they've been out. I've seen one, and that was the Owen Hart episode. That's the only one I've seen. But I'll go through and I'll watch like uh, what Culture Wrestling does a uh, top ten things you learn from watching this. And one of the things they were talking about, you know, everything he did to try to hide the fact mm-hmm. that. Is it him and James he made Mitchell? A sex tape with him and James Mitchell made a sex tape with a woman just so they would be like, "Look, I had sex with this woman. I'm not gay." Yeah. I mean, 
All right, Jason. What's your seven? Okay. <laughs> now, I got two honorable mentions. One is one that you talked about because when I first saw it, and I actually thought about this one before, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to put it on there. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, everybody's going to have emotional is sad. I mean, this is a happy emotional. The mm-hmm. Randy Savage and Liz getting back together and then everything that happened there to the, you know, the proposal that nobody can ever get out of their head. And Elizabeth, will you marry me? And her, oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, my God. She said, yeah. She didn't even say, yeah. She said, oh, yeah. She loved that man. You know? And, uh. The other honorable mention thing that I've got, like I said, that's one that just the people at this table will even give two shits about. And that's Empire Closing Down. Oh, oh God. Uh, Damn. I was at Empire from the day the doors opened till the day they closed. I was there just about every week. The only time I wasn't there was uh, the Friday night women shows that they did when they started doing them. And then... I think I went to one of those. <laughs> I wasn't at any of those, and then uh, the the job I had at one point, I had to work every other weekend, so I started missing every other weekend there. But other than that, I was there every Saturday. You know, every single Saturday, and just going through, it was... Lord, I don't even know how long it was actually... I know that was a good five, six years of my life you know, that I was doing something there every week. Uh, that's the first wrestling show that Daughter Hampton and Lady Hampton came to. Yeah, I agree. The day that door closed, though, was... I mean... That final show, though, was fucking amazing. The final show was great. And then after the last bell, I mean, they showed the... They ran the tribute video, like, three times throughout the night. Use Queen Bohemian Rhapsody as the... <laughs> And then after everything was over, nobody wanted to leave. Crowd, no, wrestlers. No. We were there to what, 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock in the morning. It was, yeah, 2, yeah. 3 o'clock in the yeah. morning, just hanging out, you know, hugging everybody. Guys, we love you, love you. Didn't know, you know, when we would see those guys again. I mean, I honestly... I missed that show so... Yeah. That was like I do, too. It was too. a show that, you know... Show. That was like one of the only fun shows. That was home. Yes. I mean, you felt it as soon as you walked into that locker room. Everybody. Oh. I mean, that was... And, uh, and second to that, Chip's show. I miss them just... I don't, we're going to probably go off just a second, but Chip's show. That was... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is he coming the back? The pandemic has gonna... took that from us, but still, just not being back there is... That's family. That's just family. You knew everybody wall to wall. Absolutely. I mean, same people every Friday. Well, see, see, that's me. Like, Empire got me started in the local shows, but UEW was. No, yeah. yeah. UEW That was, that was a tight net right there. Yeah. Well, tight-knit. UEW was family before we even went over there because of it being Ben and yeah, Ben and them. And like UEW is when we all started hanging out and yeah. getting close, mm-hmm. yeah. like. We kind of knew each other from Empire a little bit, but yeah. not as much as. It wasn't until after that that you know we started just hanging out more and every weekend. Every, every weekend we yeah. were doing something. Even if it was staying at the building till midnight, <laughs> fixing Ben's, Ben's head. Oh, <laughs> and Drew did and that. Drew going to get the super glue to glue his head shut. And he goes and takes a shower, and the next day he's like, 
Heck, I'm bleeding again. You probably remember that vivid. I had to work too. that day. I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to call it. I'm going to watch this. I Let's did that go. at the original UEW. That was great. Spent blood on somebody. I'll have to tell you all that story off the podcast. Okay, or I can back tell to it top later. five. Sorry, guys. Okay. We missed now, our shows. Getting into my top five now. <laughs> uh, number five, the edge retirement. Yes. Uh, I mean, I know we've already talked about that. You saying how she was, how daughter Hampton was on uh, the Daniel Bryan retirement. Uh, I was with the black hole when that happened. And Edge was the youngest favorite. So the way you were having to console her, I was having to console... Kylie. Kylie, yeah. Uh, that was her favorite wrestler of all time. So, it's, you know, we're like, okay, he won at WrestleMania. Everybody's happy. And then he comes out and he's like, I can't wrestle anymore. And she started, she, she like, wait, what? Huh? And she looked at me and she like, she listened to the rest of the thing. And then she starts crying and she's like, no. And Black Hole walks in. What's wrong? Oh, well, this happened. Well, who gives a shit? And she walked off. Oh, black hole. <laughs> yeah, the it black took hole. Me a second. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's the night my mom actually shed tears over wrestling. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those. Edge was such a big part back then of everybody for everybody. Well, I mean, he comes out. He starts off. He's the you know, the weird enigma can't talk thing. And then he goes to the brood, then the heel stuff with the ministry and all that. And then, uh, you know, heel baby, heel baby, the, all the times he turned and then he's like huge, massive baby face. Everybody loves him. And that's when he drops the, oh, I've got a retire bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, the end of WrestleMania 20 with Benoit and Eddie in the ring. Uh, a lot of people, you know, Benoit is a divisive topic to a lot of people. And yeah. He's my honorable mention. I mean, I didn't go into it because... Well, a lot of people think you should just completely whitewash Benoit away, period. But, I mean, whether he did it, whether he didn't do it, you know, whether you think he did it, whether you think he didn't do it. I will say it until I'm blue in the face. People's personal lives have no effect over the legacy they leave behind. Chris Benoit, in my opinion, is the best fucking wrestler I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from bell to bell, him and Malenko, 1A, 1B. Just from a... Yeah. Just from a standpoint of, you know, going back, watching when I was a kid and seeing this, seeing that, knowing, you know, not knowing everything that goes on with wrestling and everything, you know, just knowing those guys were good. When they came out, the match was going to be good. Oh, God, yes. And then you throw Eddie Guerrero in there, too. He was the same way. And then to have Eddie and Benoit at the end of WrestleMania... 
you know, hugging the confetti, the streamers, the crowd going crazy because two undersized guys that should have never made it in WWE. Making it on the biggest stage. They were the big champions mm -hmm. at the end of the night. And then 10 years later doing the same thing with Daniel Bryan. I mean, shouldn't have been there, undersized, shouldn't have won the big title, and then... Yeah, it was 10 years later, same type of match. Won the same way, too. Uh, number three, I'm sorry, I love you. That match, still to this day, I showed, uh, I showed daughter Hampton that match. And I'm sitting there watching it, and it gets to the time, and I'm crying. And she's looking at me like, you're crazy. But it's hard not to get emotional with that when yeah. their careers were so in, important to everybody in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, we still talk to this day. Flair needs to go to AEW and work mm -hmm. with the guys on their promos. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean being in NXT, working with all the younger guys coming up. I mean, it's just one of those... Those two guys, they meant so much to everybody. And then the way, like I said, him standing up, Flair standing up, knowing, okay, this is the end. Come on. We'll do it. Uh, number two, uh, the AEW tribute show for Brody. Oh, God, yes. Yes. A fantastic show start to finish. Yes. It wasn't done tackily it wasn't it was just perfect exactly and i mean it puts on they put on matches that brody would have wanted to see mm -hmm. it wasn't uh i mean yeah they did the we miss you we love you and did stuff like that but it wasn't it wasn't just let's cry about this it's a let's cry about this but while we're crying about this we're gonna put on matches and we're gonna we're gonna make them proud right exactly and the fact that they was able to keep this a secret because he'd been sick for a while and not able to it didn't leak out to any of the dirt sheets and it leak out to any of the journalism they kept well, it it's like we said that's why a lot of people wanted to go to AEW mm -hmm. because they're like okay y'all run a tight locker room you're not letting all this shit get out you're not getting the he said she said to the Meltzers and everything even though you know Meltzer has friends in the locker rooms mm -hmm. it's not going everywhere People know how to keep their mouth shut and, you know, shut the fuck up and go on about their business. And, uh, number one, the Owen tribute. Absolutely. Uh, Owen Hart, tremendous fucking talent. The way, like I said, I watched the, uh, I watched the Owen Dark Side of the Ring. That's the only one. That's a bird. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Owen Dark Side of the Ring is the only one I've watched because that's the only one I actually sat down and I was like, okay, I have to watch, watch this. Just because I was a huge Owen fan, loved Owen. Uh, he was another one of those that made everything work that he did. Mm -hmm. yes. Whether he was the Blackheart, the King... King of the Ring, the Slammy Award winning, the I Am Not a Nugget with the Nation, you know, all that shit that he did. Absolutely. And, you know, just knowing that the game gimmick was supposed to go to him that Triple H got. I it's, mean, just... That is so crazy. I still can't believe that to this day. Imagine what he could have done with that damn gimmick. God, that would have been incredible. 
I mean, he got everything over that he was, that he wanted to do. And just, yeah, like you said, just to see what he could have actually done if he would have got that gimmick. Imagine him spitting the water out. Imagine him having the music by Motorhead. I mean, Triple H does spit it really good. He does. Uh, he does. I mean, that, before I heard that, you know, I, everybody. I mean, he lives that gimmick. Like, he, uh. Oh, God, yeah. I don't think anybody else could have done the that. The body, yet. I mean, he just, he does. <clears throat> I mean, but, uh, I've always been a Triple H fan, though. Yeah, Triple H is great. Uh, all right, so do you think we can come up with a official top five list? I mean, I we've already we got three. I mean, we've got three. All um, right, we got three. Go ahead and write them down. We'll get what the other two. Okay, so we got Eddie's Owen. death. Yeah, we can do Owen. We got Owen, I'm Sorry I Love You, and The Edge Retirement. Edge. That we all had, we all three had those, and she had Edge and Owen. But you had the. So yeah, we all yeah, four I had. had Sean and all four of us had that. Those three. The yeah. only one I didn't have Owen. I didn't have Owen. Either. I didn't have Owen, but that's. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Sorry. You had Owen. You had Owen. He Me had and you Owen. had Eddie. Yeah. I thought you had Owen. No, I had. I think you can put Owen and Eddie both on there. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with both of those. I'm fine with both of those. So how many is that? Four? That's four, so we need one more. Ben Wong, Quick Guerrero. I mean, we got Mania 20. I had Daniel Bryan. But... I think... You know what? This is our list. This is a turn the buckle list. Yeah. You know, this doesn't have to be what everybody thinks. Put Empire on there. No. What? Number five is true. Yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, everything we talked about from Empire and all that stuff, that's emotional, but Drew is Drew is a part of this. Drew is always going to be a part of this. I mean, if it wasn't for Drew, I would have never started this. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll put Drew on there, and that's going to round out. Well, real quick, let me do emotional moments. I don't know. There might be a few fans that watch this, but um, Mikey Watkins' mom uh. is in pretty bad shape. And for those of you that know Peggy and, and knew Doug and know Mikey, they're a big part of the local business. And uh, last I heard, she was taken getting ready to pass so um for those of you out there that do know her and just keep her in your thoughts or whatever y'all believe in prayers whatever yeah that um, woman was that's all mikey's got left he said and yeah it's gonna be hard for him well his brothers weren't really mm -hmm. there and i mean they were there but they weren't the type you know well if i'm not mistaken he lost doug and his sister really close together the one sister he did have so it's just been him and peggy yeah. For a while now. And, you know, if you know Peggy, you know she was, that was Mama Peggy. That wasn't just oh, Peggy. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't, Mama yeah. Peggy. if you called her Peggy, she got mad at you. That was Mama <laughs> Peggy. Yep. And she would, you know, she was always there. She was. She was, she was TWA. She was the heart and soul behind TWA. Doug was the enforcer at TWA, and Peggy was the, she was the heart. Well, uh, Every Mother's Day, 
every Mother's Day, I, Doug would put Peggy in the ring. Oh. Peggy would be in the ring. I mean, hey, I'm, I'll be okay with that. I'll, we'll talk later. But Doug would put Peggy in the ring every Mother's Day. And uh, <coughs> there would be, you know, just piles of roses in the back. How sweet. And uh, he would play Every Rose Has Its Thorn. And all the wrestlers were supposed to get a rose, take it out there, walk around the ring. The song would play, and then everybody would give Mama Peggy the rose. How sweet. I mean, this was every year. I remember the first year I did it, I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, no, just go with it. You'll you'll see. And I mean, the love that they had for each other, the love they had for wrestling and everybody that was in that building. I mean, that was... That was the first show I ever went to that had the family vibe to it. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody, you know, keep Peggy in your thoughts, your prayers. Yeah, I was checking to see if he posted an update, and he hasn't, so. And like we said, or like I said in the opening, we're recording on Sunday, so by the time this comes out, we're still going to put this out on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, so... We don't know if anything's going to change. So between yeah, between yeah. now and it actually comes out. So uh, I forgot about that before I said something. Sorry. That's okay. I, that's why I went ahead and yeah. did that. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go ahead and put it out now, so we get keep on a, some type of schedule. But uh, we'll be right back to close this show out here in just a second. We'll try to figure out what our topic's going to be for next week, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we are back to uh, close out the show. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our list, uh, the top five emotional moments. Hopefully uh, you agree, maybe you don't agree. Let us know. Tell us yours. Yeah, what's yours? Message, message us. Let us know. Do you have a top five? Or do you have one? What did we leave off? What should we have had on there? Uh, you know, feel free message anybody. Message Will. Message Josh. Uh, we got the Twitter thing going at shit underscore indie eighty three. Uh, message Will on Facebook. Josh on Facebook. Lady Hampton on Facebook. Lady Hampton on OnlyFans. <laughs> she needs to put some content on there. I know. I've had some mental health issues. You know, mental health. I have enough photographs that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and just get your power forward. Just be like, hey guys, what you think? <laughs> I bet there will be no complaints. Oh, none at all. I, I don't complain. I look at well, those... I look at those photographs quite often. Topic. On topic. Yeah, on topic. On, it I'm was. On a good topic. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we've narrowed down our topic for next week is going to be the top five rivalries. The top five rivalries in wrestling. And, I mean... Yeah, it's going to be good. There's so many. I've got oh. mine. You want it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what one of them is going to be. What? It's not going to be WWE. It's not going to be WCW. One is probably going to be ECW. I know one's going to be NWA. What? What's for me? Well, I'm, not, I'm not telling Wait huh? till next week. No, no, <laughs> no we're not. I, you know my list. What's my list, motherfucker? We're not doing this Come right on. now. Children. Right Children. Come on, Rugrats. What you got? 
Hey, hey. <laughs> this is like my go-to shirt. Leave me alone. Calm down, Dill. Oh, Dill Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst name for a character in a show. <laughs> What's your brother's name? Dill. And your last name, Pickles. <laughs> but what's uh, yeah, his uh, middle name, Doe? Fucking <laughs> Dill fucking Pickles. <laughs> or the greatest middle name of all time. I watch How I Met Your Mother. Oh. I was watching it. You watch that show? Okay. So you know what I'm about to say, don't you? <laughs> Oh, uh, Marshall and Lily were having their baby. Marshall told Barney, if you can get me to the hospital, he said, I'll let you give the baby's middle name. Or he was trying to, it was one, uh, at first he said, I'm not going to let you have sex with Lily. Or he said, if I get you there, I want one thing. Marshall's like, you're not having sex with Lily. Okay, one other thing. I'm not going to name the baby Barney. One third thing. <laughs> I fucking love Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, it's great. Oh, great. <laughs> That's one of my favorite characters in all of TV. But uh, he said, okay, what? He's like, I want to give the baby his middle name. Okay, what's the middle name? He said, wait for it. Okay, I'm waiting. Wait for it. Okay, Barney, I'm waiting. No, that's the middle name. Wait for it. <laughs> like, think. If you name the baby, oh, I don't know, say Barney. The baby would be Barney. Wait for it. Erickson. <laughs> and, of course, Marshall's drunk off his ass because that was the whole plot of the thing. They couldn't get from Atlantic City to New York for the birth. So he stands up drunk. He said, Barney, that's the greatest middle name I've ever heard. And so whenever they finally make it to the hospital, Marshall's telling Lily, like, I kinda told Barney if he got me here, we'd name the we'd let him give the baby's middle name. Okay, what is it? And he says, wait for it. She's like, and she's pushing at this point. <laughs> no, no, I don't have time to wait. What is it? No, the name is wait for it. And she's pushing, oh, that's the greatest middle name I've ever heard. <laughs> But yeah, the top five rivalries. The top five rivalries. <laughs> well, okay, so since you watched that, are you going to watch the sequel? Uh, How I Met Your Father? I Maybe. I don't know. I I got thrown for a I think a, a lot of the original cast is coming back from... Well, then I might. Who are they doing to that 90s show, too? They did that already. But they did that 80s. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it could be, it could be great. Well, Kitty and Red's going to be there. I don't know how they're going to get the rest of them, because... They might get Topher. I don't know if they're going to get... I know they're going to be able to get Wilmer or Mila or Ashton. Uh, why why they? wouldn't they? Because how much tied up are they going to be? How tied I mean, up are they right NCIS now? NCIS has finished filming, so... Speaking of original cast, how about CSI going back to CSI Vegas? With oh, Grissom and Sarah? I yeah. i got to watch that. I haven't watched yet. Part of me wants to go back through and watch I wonder CSI. if work's going to be back. Don't say You're that, an asshole, motherfucker! <laughs> Piece of shit. That pissed me. The like, I literally quit watching the show. I stopped watching the fucking show. That's fucking bullshit. It's fucking. 
Well, that's one way of being like, okay, you want to get pissed off and you want to throw your tantrums and shit? Okay, we'll kick you off the show. And to make sure you don't come back, kill your ass off. Anyway. (laughs) All right, so. What time is it, Josh? No. Fuck you. Time of the pot. There. There Sounded like he was pushing a baby out. <laughs> it's time for the pop! It's the greatest pop ever! <laughs> Alright, so, greatest pop ever, what you got? <laughs> now remember, it can't be family and it can't be work. Well, I didn't get to do it last week because, you know. Well, he works with his family, so it's all rolled into one. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we had something that happened that turned out to be pretty good. Ben had tickets for the Braves. Uh, it was going to be him and Jason, but uh, Ben's not been feeling well. He's still recovering from some stuff, so he gave the tickets to Jason, so me and him went. You know, we made a day out of it. We went up there. We drove up. We had fucking awesome seats. Yeah, 12 rows off the field, just behind third base into left field. Yeah, we had a wonderful time. We went and got food, missed, <laughs> missed the home runs. No. The Braves scored five runs. We sat there, you know, watched the game. We missed the first inning. They scored two runs in the first. As we was coming up to the stadium. The third inning, we're like, eh, we'll go ahead and grab food now so we can watch, you know, City, watch the rest of the game. They scored three runs while we were waiting in line to get food. <laughs> so we missed all five yeah. runs. But we got fucking amazing. We got a grilled, what was it? A patty melt pimento cheese. Pimento burger. cheese patty melt. Oh my god, it was fucking amazing. It was, it was so fucking delicious. Oh god, yes. Got these big drinks. Yeah, it was great. Then afterwards, you know, we got the game. It was an awesome game. Afterwards, we went to Bucky's. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <clears throat> She's not in here. It's okay. I don't care. She might listen. No, that he didn't. place is fantastic. That place is huge. That place <laughs> is fucking jerky bar. A fucking jerky bar. That shit's expensive. It's Twenty something dollars a pound for the jerky. Twenty six ninety nine a pound. Got, we got beaver nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I got me a bag too. These things are so good. So <laughs> I would have beat my dad if he's touched them. We need to get one closer to here. Yes, we do. Okay, they're the next one they're building is severe. Fuck. Okay, well that's too far away too. I mean, at least the one here is only like forty miles away. Yeah. Severeville's like I'm about to go to work there Fuck You see that's right Yes Shit $19 for the overnight shift (laughs) I will work every overnight shift I just want to go eat there It smelled so good Them sandwiches look good as hell Yeah they did God almighty It smelled so good in there But yeah That's my pop We had a wonderful We had a wonderful Sunday It was nice Alright Well all right, daughter Hampton, you just walked in at the right time. What's your pop? Come here. Sit down. Right here. I'm supposed to be cleaning. It's okay. What's your pop? What's it's your positive? The positive thing going on right now. What's something good? She's not dating. Shut up, Will. <laughs> All right, Will, go ahead with yours while she can think about something else. <laughs> so, I actually have two. Okay, Will. One... Dolly Parton and Reba gave us music magic. That was so good. Oh my good. god, that was so nice. 
And my second one is I now have a new best friend to spoil with wrestling. <clears throat> my best friend's a nine-year-old kid. Loves wrestling. Nice. I, <coughs> I introduced awesome. him to AEW Friday night. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> His mom was kind of pissed at me because she's like, it only comes on on Mondays. See it. It's the only day it comes on. Brittany. <laughs> she says, it's not going to be on my TV all the fucking time. <laughs> okay. him a TV. Wednesday and Friday. That's it. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you got anything? No. Nothing positive with cheer, nothing? Nothing? Uh, well, I've got a competition coming up in GAC finals. I'm scared. You got Why this. Why are you scared? <clears throat> oh, no, there's a good middle of people, and our <clears throat> competition routine needs a little bit of work. And well, it's okay. I think that we're off this week. I love it because we've got a lot going on at school right now, and so I get a break from it, but I do miss cheer. Okay, so, so there are you going to practice while you're out? Too much transportation issues with all the girls trying to get there. And then um, parents have to work, Will. But unfortunately, our football team is not good. We lost our last game, forty to nothing. That's not positive. Yeah, I know. I just, had, I just wanted to throw that in there. So her positive is she loves cheer and she doesn't have school next week. Yes, very happy. I'm not in my own personal cell yet. All right, and mine. And what she meant to say was she's not her own personal health. <laughs> Mine? Okay, it's going to sound crazy. Uh, I've worked my fucking ass off at work for the past, like, month. And I think this past week was the most that I've worked. <clears throat> so, my pop is going to be the paycheck I get this coming Friday. He's taking us all to Disney. It ain't that good of a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but... Oh, bills paid, food on the table. That's my pop is, you know. Damn right. That, and I mean, I know everybody's like this. Everybody wakes up every, if not every morning, every other morning, like, God, I hate my job. Oh, yeah. I wake up that way when I walk through the door. Yes. And I get like that sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I get pissed off because sometimes I feel like I work way too hard and don't get... What the fuck are you drawing? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm just fucking doodling. Finish your damn pop. Don't worry about my doodle. I mean, to be fair, only one of us at this table is going to worry about your doodle. But we're trying to figure out what the fuck he was drawing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Making shapes and circles and lines and shit. I don't fucking know. But yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> my pop is the paycheck I'm going to be getting Friday. That I'm going to be able to, you know. Anger face. I like when I smiling. I like when I'm able to feel, you know, like I've supported Yes. Supported <laughs> the family. I feel That's all, <clears throat> that's always a good feeling. Yeah. But uh That's what I with me finally being off of chapter thirteen, like me being able to actually help <laughs> mom get groceries and stuff, like we mm-hmm. rotate out like I'll I usually buy on the weeks I get paid and she buys the next week. Yeah, it's a good feeling. My worst, I don't know if you'd say fear, but my biggest thing is I don't want to feel worthless, useless, failure. <clears throat> you know, that's my biggest thing. So, you know, when something like this happens and, you know, we do, we do like feel like I've got my head above water and I've helped the family like that. That's always, that's really good for me. 
Yeah, because failing the useless sucks. No doubt. You ain't fucking kidding. Like, I've, I mean, I've been feeling like that for a while now, but it's mostly just personal shit. Oh, you know you've come talk to us? Trust me. Doors always open. I know. Okay. All right. Bam. Send us a text, call. I mean, you know it's true. If you need anything. Mine's mostly just I'm over the fucking single shit. Uh, well, <clears throat> like we tell Emily, and like we tell Josh, it's okay being single. I know this, but it's been eight years. <laughs> I just had a point. It's been quite a while. I don't jump into things like some people. True and understandable. <laughs> You're going to nah, find someone it, my biggest issue is I love too hard and people can't deal with that. It's going to happen when you least expect it. Uh, yesterday may, yesterday was eight years to the day that I sent Jennifer that friend request on Facebook. And at that time, you think I was looking for settle down for the rest of my life? I had just got away from the black hole... I just got away from the black hole and I was kind of, you know, I was free for the first time. You know, I had dated a couple girls, but it, it was, at that point, I was just dating a girl kind of like somebody else does, <laughs> just to be dating somebody. And, uh, no, I'm, <coughs> I met Jennifer and just, like, no shit, I've told her this, she don't believe me, but... I fell in love with her just talking on the phone. Does that look like a banana in a tuxedo to you? (laughs) And on that note, this has been the Turn the Buckle Podcast for this week. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? For the Turn the Buckle podcast, I'm Jason Hampton. He's Josh Cox. He's Will Clark. And that was a banana in a tuxedo. Lady Hampton, daughter Hampton, somewhere around here. And we're going to go check Josh in to the place he used to work. Peace out, fuckers. Hey, guys. It is Wednesday morning. And I know the podcast is normally out by now, but I couldn't put it out into the world without adding this uh, to the end. Uh, We talked on the podcast, which we wound up recording early. We had to record it on Sunday because Will had to work on our normal Tuesday recording night. But we spoke about Mama Peggy. Uh... Peggy Watkins was the heart and soul of TWA when it was open. And uh, her health had been declining due to COVID. And we just got word Monday morning that she passed. Uh, I've been wanting to record something, but I didn't know really what to say in regards to everything because... 
you know, words can't describe what that woman meant to an entire locker room full of, uh, full of guys in their twenties to thirties to however old everyone else was in there because she was a mother figure to everyone there. She loved everyone in that locker room like they were her own child. And, uh, I know she made me feel welcome from the first time I walked in. Uh, she wouldn't let me leave that place without, you know, just going up to her, giving her a hug. And, uh, you know, making sure, making sure that she told us how much she loved us. And, you know, she couldn't wait to see us again the following week. So, uh, for me, Josh, Will, Jennifer, daughter Hampton, everybody here that is that is currently on or has ever been on the Turn the Buckle podcast. Uh, we just want to send our love, thoughts, prayers, all that kind of stuff to Mikey. Uh, Mikey, we love you, brother. Uh, we know this isn't easy, but you're not alone. Uh, feel free to reach out to any of us at any time if you need anything uh, we'll be there so uh, yeah I really don't know what else to say besides you know tell everyone and tell everybody how much you love them every day uh, don't let a day pass without you know, letting people know what you think about them, how much you love them, how much you care about them. Because you never know when it might be, you know, the last time you will talk to, see, or anything. So, everyone out there, you know, we love you guys. You know, we love getting on here and doing this podcast for you. So, hopefully you guys are enjoying everything we're doing. And, uh, We'll talk to you all next time.